This is Bigger Questions with your host, Robert Martin. Welcome to Bigger Questions, recorded live in the city of Melbourne. Today's show comes from St Augustine's Anglican Church in Moreland in Melbourne's Inner North. Now, we usually record before a live audience, but due to coronavirus restrictions, today we have an online audience. Today's big question, why are we creative? We're asking this question today to Sharon Chung. Sharon is studying theology at Ridley College in Melbourne. She has a passion for all things creative, being a storyteller, a self-taught brush script letterer, illustrator and photographer. She's also a popular speaker and cultural analyst and she joins me now, Sharon. Welcome to Bigger Questions. Hi, Rob. It's great to see you, Sharon. So, Sharon, you're a self-taught brush script letterer. Uh So what exactly does that mean? Well, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, so brush script is basically calligraphy with a brush pen and um, one day I decided to hop on YouTube and learn how to do it myself. Great. Okay. And so you and do happens. lettering with, with, yeah. your, with your brush? With, with the brush pen. So I do things like birthday invitations, weddings, stuff like that. Okay. Right. Okay. And it's creative, you it's think? It's pretty creative. <laughs> it's pretty creative. It's okay. Well, that's good, because that's what our topic is today. We're talking about creativity. And to kick off bigger questions, we like to ask a couple of smaller questions just to get us thinking. Today, we're talking with Sharon Chung about being creative. So, Sharon, our smaller questions to you today are about creative people. Ah. Okay, there's two questions, both multiple choice. Okay, question one. According to the website Think Creative, which of the following people was not considered to be one of the best and most creative thinkers from history? Was it A, Leonardo da Vinci, the inventor, painter, sculptor, scientist, architect, mathematician, anatomist, writer, and engineer, who said learning never exhausts the mind? Was it B, Steve Jobs, the entrepreneur and businessman, who said creativity is just connecting things? Was it C, Mary Curie, the Nobel Prize winning scientist, who said be less curious about people and more curious about ideas? Or was it D, Kim Kardashian, the media personality, socialite, and author, who said, white is actually one of my favourite colours. I have a white car. I love white. Who was, according to Think Creative, was not one of the best, most creative thinkers from history? Look, I feel like in that lineup, there's an obvious answer. <laughs> okay, sure. But Yeah, not... maybe go with the obvious. Yeah, yeah look, <laughs> like I, I will out Kim here. Okay, But right. um, white is one of my favourite colours too, <laughs> sure. so, okay. you know... So you're going with D? I am Kim going. Let's yeah, lock and that's her in. A, that's a look, good one to lock in because that is the correct <laughs> answer. Unfortunately, Kim wasn't, according to Think Creative, one of the best and most creative thinkers in history. Um, but she has written a book, Selfish, which is filled with 448 pages of her selfies. That's creative, isn't it? Look, she is a very creative mind when it comes to the business world, so I can't fault her for that. Right, okay, yeah. But you think that she's actually taken apparently up to seven, 1,500 selfies in one day. I mean, that's one and a half selfies a minute. That would be pretty creative to, to try to do that, do you think? Probably. <laughs> I'm not going to challenge <laughs> You're that. You're not going to try to challenge that? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're well, doing well, Sharon. We'll see how we go. Question two. Question two. Andrew Fastar was responsible for one of the world's best examples of a particular form of creativity. Hmm. What was it? Was it A, creative use of emojis? Was it B, creative accounting? C, creative use of old bedsheets? Or was it D, creative ironing? So which of these was Andrew Fastow responsible for? A form of creativity. I don't, I don't recognise that name at all. No. But I'm going to go with creative accounting on this one. Okay. 
Well, that's a good one to go with because that's the correct answer. Hey. Yes, because Andrew Fasto <laughs> was actually the former chief executive officer of Enron, the corporation oh. which utilised various creative accounting techniques to hide debt and make the company's position seem much better than it really was. So, Sharon, there's no need to be creative with your results. For you, pass. You got two of our two smaller Yay. questions, right? <laughs> and if we had a huge live audience here today, they'd give you a big applause. So, Sharon, there are creative people in all sorts of domains. The arts, music, inventions, science, communications, selfies, even accountants. But what does it mean to be creative? I'm going to give a very simple explanation here. I think creativity is simply using the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. That's my definition of what creativity is. So when it comes to accounting, it's using your imagination to figure out how am I <laughs> going to hide, you know, this portion so I don't get taxed or whatever it is. So, but down to, you know, a child looking at a palette of paint colours and wanting to make a picture, you know, it's just using your imagination. Yeah, and so I suppose similarly with doing lots of selfies as well, I suppose, that takes sure. imagination to see yes. how many different poses you could put yourself into. Yes, sure. Yeah. But so is creativity, though, is it just all subjective, though, about how you use your imagination? The imagination seems a little bit of a undefined topic. It's almost, well, you're limited by your imagination, so to speak. So is it all just subject subjective? That's a very complex question to give a very simple yes and no answer to. Um, I think what we evaluate is, is not so much, you know, is something creative or not. It's whether our imagination can grasp what this person's imagination has done and how that's been expressed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think creativity very much ties into intent and purpose. Um, so it's not simply just, oh, I've used my imagination here you know, give me a gold star for being creative. <laughs> sure. okay, yeah. But it's also why have you used your imagination here? And perhaps even a bigger question is who have you expressed that imagination for? Oh, okay. So audience is important, do you think? Audience is very important. Yeah, do you want to unpack that a bit? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, so, I, so I think creativity and imagination, um, if it's all just to serve your own sort of pleasure and achievement, um, then the audience is, is yourself. Yeah. So that's one way. That's legitimate though, isn't that's it? That's legitimate. I mean, I mean, that could be why Kim made all those selfies <laughs> sure. as well, you know, um, just to admire herself or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but there's also the type of creativity which I think helps draw attention to something else or to someone else um, or to benefit a community. Um, so there are lots of examples of creativity in the marketplace, you know, when there is a problem and people need to innovate and to create a solution to something, um, th that audience becomes bigger than just the person coming up with the idea. Right, yeah. It's to serve, you know, a community. Well, that creativity, though, is often associated with the domain of the creative arts, so to speak, you know, sure, artists, sure. designers and so on. So why do we associate creativity with that so much and less so with, say, business or other forms of uh, expression of creativity? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not actually sure why arts was the one that got the tag creative attached to it. Um, perhaps it's more a sign of our times that um, the expressions of their creativity is so visual or so tangible. Perhaps that's one reason why. And, you know, we are in an age where um, we celebrate the self a lot. So self-expression becomes really... Um, valuable in society's eyes these mm -hmm. days. Um, but you're quite right. Like, I, I think we could, we could call things creative, like creative sciences. Um, creative accounting probably has a really bad connotation, so we'll leave <laughs> that right. one. But creative engineering, creative, um, you know, creative architecture, whatever it is. So you can be creative in all sorts of different domains. Absolutely, because we need our imagination um, to, to, 
be good at those professions and, and those um, expressions. Now, Spanish artist Salvatore Dali once said, I am not strange, I am just not normal. So when is creativity sort of just being weird or is, is there a line, so to speak? Yeah, I, I'm probably a person that says that there's no line. Right. Uh, be as weird as you want. I was always a bit of a weird kid at school anyway. Um, but I really, I really think it depends who your audience is, um, who, who gets to define those lines. Right. Okay, so the audience in some ways defines the lines of how creative something is. Yeah, and also connected to that, again, is the intent. So you can have bad creativity and good creativity in terms of, you know, creativity that serves a sinister intent mm. and creativity that actually, you know, is pure and wholesome and, and um, adds value. Mm. Now, the ABC published a video, The Secret to Becoming More Creative, and in it they stated, creativity, it's what makes us human. Without it, the world would be a boring place. So is avoiding being boring the only reason that creativity is important? I think it's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting when you watch children make believe and, and play and do all those things because you ask them, you know, why, why do you want to play? The answers are rarely, oh, because I want to make a beautiful painting or mm. I want to um, make uh, a really beautiful end product. It's, it's almost always to do with the experience of that play and journey. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, their drive is not so much, oh, I don't want a boring life. It's just part of who they are. It's almost like it's inbuilt. So it is part of being human then in some sense. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So then what extent does, does it make us human? Because it's what the ABC video asserted. And then also anthropologist Augustin Fuentes claims, he says it's creativity and collaboration specifically which are what make us human. So then how does creativity make us distinctly human? Well, it's interesting because if you look at the animal kingdom, um, there are lots of things or activities that, they, that you know, creatures do that we could say, oh, that's really creative. Mm. You know, how do they come up with, um, you know, a peacock, for example, showing off their feathers so they would attract a mate? Um, but everything has a purpose of survival um, or reproduction or whatever it is. But it's rarely, you know, oh, this, this bird has made this beautiful nest just because. Yeah. You know, it's, it's rarely the otter has made a dam that's like just functions beautifully just because. Mm. And I think for some reason, like humans time and time again, we, we build these things, we make these things and it's hard to understand why have we done that? Mm. You know, what's the intrinsic value? You walk into a modern art museum and you, you might, may find yourself asking that. Well, I have done that. <laughs> yeah. I've been in and then seen colourful boxes and colourful squares and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so is, that, is that something about makes, that is, makes us distinctively human then, to be able to create these things seemingly for no survival purpose? Well, again, I think it comes down to imagination. Mm. Um, I, I don't understand the psychology of animals as well as I do humans, but there is something distinct about our imagination that almost sets us apart um, in this sort of created world. Mm. Um, it's, it's perhaps then understanding and exploring what is the, the purpose? Why, why do we have imagination? And it's not something that um, people teach us either. Mm. You know, again, you look, at, you look at young children and nobody, like, teaches them, like, oh, just imagine. You What's know? that? What's, what does it mean to be... Yeah. You don't have to explain to them this is how you imagine something. Like exactly, it's just something exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think that drives, then, this uh, creativity or this imagination? 
in humans? Um, well, for me, when I understand myself and my place in the world, it, it's always tied to my creator. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we heard a Bible verse earlier from Genesis um, about there being a God who created this world. And so my understanding of who I am is intrinsically tied to that. Um, and in the Bible, it also says that we're made in his image. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, the Bible introduces this God character as someone who creates. Mm. You know, one of the first things we learn about God as we flip open our Bibles in Genesis is that God created the world. Mm. Well, actually, we said that in Genesis in the Old Testament, part of the Bible, mm. uh, it does speak about creation and creativity. And so Genesis 1, 27 to 28 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so it does, as you said, it mentions creation multiple times here that God mm -hmm. uh, creates. So do you, to what extent then do you think our creativity comes always connected to the creativity of God? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in that phrase, in his image. And I feel like God has very intentionally created us with the ability to also create in his likeness, um, whether it's to help us rule over, you know, um, the creatures um, of the world and, and to be, you know, the safekeepers of, of his creation. Because um, you need creativity in that too. That's right. And that, that ties back to what you were saying a bit before about purpose then. That's, that's connected. Mm. So the creativity in some ways is for a purpose of overseeing the world, so to speak. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that's one part of it. Um, and another part of it could be um, that he wants us to use our creativity and our imagination for that relationship with him. It's, it's hard to imagine a relationship with someone you can't see, like physically. Yes. And so even in my expression of being in that relationship with a creator God, I would need imagination and then express that in numerous ways. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's significant that the word creation is used here rather than to describe the, the creation of the world and the universe, not just accident or it just kind of happened? You know, it's interesting because I think create the word created brings with it that intent again. Mm. Like God didn't just, I don't know, like if you see me in the kitchen and I'm like mixing random things, I'm like, well, <laughs> that's, that's an accident. Didn't mean to create that, but I did. Um, with God, it was very intentional. If he uses the word create, you know, he had a plan. And I think if you read that passage in its entirety, it's, it's very ordered. It, there, there's a lot of intent there. And also his evaluation of it, it is good. Mm. You know, so he he want he set out to make something good. But do you think that this connection of this creativity to God or something bigger undermines our creativity or our humanity because it kind of makes us contingent on something bigger? Can we just be creative without necessarily connection to God? Oh, absolutely. I think you see examples of that every day. Um, but I think then it comes to then evaluating the value of what we're creating. Mm -hmm. um, if you remove God out of the picture, um, you also remove our true sense of self out of the picture as well. Um, and then you get all sorts of creative expressions that either don't last, either don't make sense, um, or it is used for purposes that aren't actually um, contributing to human flourishing, like creative accounting, for example. Sure, yes, yes. Um, so you're saying that therefore that connection our creativity being rooted and connected in God and being in the, made in the image of God actually provides a, 
I don't know, a sense of, um, I don't know, connection or groundedness to our identity. Absolutely. I think one of the things that um, when I when I speak to artists and people in the creative arts and say, you know, what projects do you have coming up? And, you know, sometimes you find yourself without a project or a task and you just want to make something for fun, you know, um, or to learn something. But often it's those times where you draw a complete blank canvas and you just go, I don't have any idea what I'm making, who I'm making it for, why am I making it? And it's in those moments, I think, um, if you don't perhaps have that identity or sense of self that's rooted in something bigger than yourself, then you might find yourself at a loss for, for why even mm. create. But, still, but yet still have that desire to want to make and produce. Yes. And you're saying that that desire to want to make, produce, again, stems from the fact that we are made by a creative God. I think so, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, so that sort of answers some of the big question about why we're creative. But how important is it then how it's expressed? I mean, we've touched on that already. Mm. Is it okay just to be creative for the sake of being creative or is there something more? Yeah, I think to take a step back, um, to, to go back sort of the definition perhaps of, of what it means to express creativity, um, it's not just coming up with a tangible end product, um, as I've sort of touched on already. Um, it's, it's being that child and wanting to create emotions. It's wanting to create memories. It's wanting to create, you know, things that also are not tangible. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that's just very innate in all of us and whether we like it or not we create every day yeah there are expressions of creativity every day you know I um was running late somewhere the other day and I'm like I need to think creatively and use my imagination to bypass what the GPS is telling me and like go a route that I know will get me to the destination quicker um that is also expressing creativity so then how does your Christian faith impact your expression of creativity well, if creativity is so intrinsically tied to imagination and how I see myself in the world and how I relate to the world, I think knowing that me being in this world is tied to me being also a child of God impacts the way I use my creativity. Mm-hmm. Do you want to unpack that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, creativity can go both ways, as we've already discussed. It can, it can be used for... Uh, really innovative and awesome ways to benefit society. It can also be used to um, feed my comfort and myself. So, or as it could it, lead you to deceive the authorities. Deceive and, the authorities, <laughs> and, yes. Or to, to be destructive. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly where I was going because um, I used to deceive the authorities all the time as a kid by taking shortcuts with homework. You know, that's you can't fault the kid for being creative, but it's also not the assignment, you know. <laughs> yes. So maybe is it part, being part of connected to a, a bigger story, so to speak? I mean, you've alluded to this already, uh, and the scriptures do provide some sense of this big story. In Colossians 1.15, the Apostle Paul writes, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Again, creation is used here in this passage, but how does that then help us appreciate human expression of creativity? I think knowing that all material that you would ever use for your creating or imagining has a source that is much bigger than yourself. Already is one, is one, one way to make sense of why we're creative and, and then how we express that in the world. Uh, but I think more than that, like when you ask uh, artists why they produce the work that they do, 
it's often tied to a story. Um, when you walk into a gallery and you, and you read those like little placards, you know, there are two types of people that go to a gallery. You know, one that sort of just looks at the art, sees it, it's cool and leaves. And then there's like the rest of us who, you know, like to listen to the audio guides and, and read the little um, placards on the wall because it tells a story. It's, it tells you why this artist has made this, how they made it, why they made it. Um, and I think having that narrative that there is a creator God that, this story spans not only way back to the beginning of humanity, but also into the future, um, adds a richness and depth in creative expression. So what makes the Christian story compelling for you as an expression of your creativity? Well, first of all, it makes me really thankful that we are created with imagination. So I don't use my imagination lightly, so to speak, and just, you know, use it to imagine anything and, and everything. Or to be self-indulgent. Or to be self-indulgent, exactly. It, it's almost like a fail-safe to using that imagination for, for things that are um, destructive or just self-indulgent or that may not even be good for me, you know. Um, it, it really causes you to think about how am I going to use this skill, um, this ability, uh, and with my hands, what am I going to make that either helps me to, um, to worship God and, and just sort of be that child in the room with the paint and be like, this is amazing, God. Like, I, I love all the flowers you've made. You know, let me paint something that reminds me of the beauty of your creation. Um, but it could also be, you know, used in terms of, oh, there, there is a problem that needs to be solved and I need to use my imagination here to think about how would, how would God see the situation Mm. Now, author and pastor John Piper once said, imagination may be the hardest work of the human mind and perhaps the most godlike. It is the closest we get to creation out of nothing. So how do you feel when you create? Do you feel a bit godlike creating something out of nothing or out of a, you know, a pile of brushes and scripts and, and letters and things? I feel human. Yeah. <laughs> like, so not, not necessarily godlike, but I am in awe that... I've been designed this way to be able to, to make something out of nothing, like to be able to put together flour and eggs and whatever else goes into a cake and, and make a cake, you yeah. know? It's pretty cool. So I, w I wouldn't say I feel godlike, but there is something different, um, I feel, that, that reminds me that I'm not just, you know, a plant. Or an accident. Or an accident. So you're part of something bigger, so to speak. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So how do you think people can be better at expressing their creativity? I think recognising that you have the capacity to imagine different things. Even if you say, oh, I'm not a particularly creative person. Oh, I'd say you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to redefine what creativity is um, first and recognise that it's a God-given ability to imagine something different other than just what we see around us. Right, yeah. So what's been the most creative thing you've ever done, do you think? Honestly, I think the most creative thing I've ever done is decide to follow Jesus because it's just so radical an idea, a concept. Yeah, to... unpack that. What, what, why is that such a creative idea to follow Jesus? Well, because you do have to allow, you do have to allow imagination to step in there. Um, you know, you, you grow up learning that, like, it's true if, if science can prove it or you can see it and, and all these things. But when it comes to having a relationship with someone you can't see and you have to rely on 
texts and stories to to help you understand who this God is and then decide, okay, I'm going to hinge everything in my life to follow this person. Um, to me, that is the greatest act of creativity mm. and a really good use of it. Mm. Well, some would say that being a Christian or following Jesus is simply creativity that's actually made up in our imaginations, mm. uh, that it has no basis in reality or in truth. How do you react to that? I would say... The, the point of faith is not being creative simply. That is, that is not why we're created, just to be creative. Um, there needs to be more in this relationship than just imagining. You know, you, you, can't, you can't go into a marriage, for example, and just say, I'm just being creative. I'm just going to marry this person and see how it goes. There's got to be a real relationship where there is communication. Yes. And I think God has very clearly communicated who he is in the Bible that helps you um, set the, the confines of that imagination and then also um, brings you to a level of imagination that you probably wouldn't have been able to reach yourself um, in just knowing who he is daily. So do you think that Jesus or following Jesus has enhanced or detracted from your own personal creativity? Oh my gosh, it's definitely enhanced um, because I think our view of God and the world is actually quite small. Um, Whereas when you read the Bible about who God is, about the, the history that God has watched with humanity, it just expands your mind in terms of um, how the story goes and where it could be going. Uh, and also to, you know, you can't get much bigger than when God created the world, you know, in the beginning. <laughs> and you also can't get much bigger, um, well, it, for my imagination anyway, like I, many of you might have, you know, imagined bigger things. But for me, there's a beautiful description at the end in the last book of the Bible where it talks about, you know, every nation and tribe just singing praises and getting along. And it's a place where there's no tears and there's forgiveness and healing. And, and for me, that is sometimes what I don't even dare to imagine because it's just so far from reality. Um, and so for me, having that relationship with God, learning about who he is, learning about how he sees me has stretched my creativity and imagination far beyond what I could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can imagine quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, yeah. <laughs> we'll, see. well, terrific. well, thank you so much for sharing today, Sharon. It's been wonderful to be able to share. We'll, we'll close with today's big question. So, Sharon, why are we creative? We are creative because we've been made in the image of a creative God and he has helped us and revealed to us how we can use that creativity, um, not only for the good of others, but for our good as well. Mm, it's connected to something bigger. Much bigger. Uh, much bigger. Well, let me leave you with some of the Bible's answer to this big question, why are we creative, from Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. I look forward to you joining us next time for Bigger Questions. Thanks very much to our guest today, Sharon Chung. Pleasure to be here. Enjoy Bigger Questions? You can help us keep asking them for as little as $1 a podcast. Support the show. Go to patreon.com slash biggerquestions.